to Julius. Puts up a three. Yes! Bearcat Blitz, time for a, another show on the Believe Network. I am your host, Russ Heltman. He is my co-host, Neil Meyer, with you all right here on the Believe Network. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review there. Help us grow the show. Check us out on YouTube, Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. And you can also catch us on Bally Sports Ohio, where this episode is airing. A lot of fun. Coming your way in the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to touch on the Chiefs headed back to the Super Bowl, a fifth straight season with a Bearcat in the big game. And Travis Kelsey has now taken the mantle as the most decorated Super Bowl participant in the history of Cincinnati football. No Bearcat has been the more Super Bowls than Travis Kelsey as he makes, uh, what is this, his fourth trip, something like that? I think fourth, yeah, going for a fourth Super Bowl for only loss. In the Kelsey Mahomes era, to or to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just a couple years ago. We'll touch on that in just a moment. We also have Day Day Thomas on the show this week, UC's lead point guard and the man who's taken a lot of the uh, the tough defensive assignments as well, alongside John Newman on the perimeter of that defense. We'll touch on the win over UCF and just everything going on in Day Day's young young UC career. Excited to touch on uh, all things Day Day Thomas. He's an exciting exciting guy. Very very fun. Conversation coming up with him, and then we'll close with Tyson Bites' press conference. The Iowa State linebackers coach turned UC defensive coordinator, talked to the media to open the week, and Neil Meyer was there. We will hear from Neil on what stood out to him from Cincinnati's new defensive leader. All of that after I tell you about Bet Online. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. It just did. Go through San Francisco and Baltimore. And Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Neil, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs headed back to the Super Bowl, my man. They were underdogs for some reason, some un, un, hallowed reason i have no idea why oddsmakers just kept doubting the chiefs once again patrick mahomes now i believe has nearly 10 wins to just one loss in his career as an underdog and travis kelsey man what do you have 11 catches 116 yards one touchdown he put on a show like he has so many times before and broke jerry rice's playoff receptions record en route to it yeah and as you mentioned i don't know why Experts keep betting against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I, I don't understand it, but Travis Kelsey has cemented his name even further than Cincinnati Bearcat history. He's now cemented himself in NFL history as well, surpassing Jerry Rice there with the most receptions in playoff history after his big day on Sunday. And that's a great sight to see. I know you discussed on it uh, with Tyson Vice press conference, and he even said it himself this afternoon that it is exciting to see a guy like Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, Brian Kelsey, or Brian Cook even, who is also a member of the Chiefs, have so much success at this high level because now Travis Kelsey's in his fourth Super Bowl. Brian Cook has only been in the NFL for two years, and he is in back-to-back -back Super Bowls as well, despite being on injured reserve. So it is a lot of 
momentum building right here in Clifton. And for Travis Kelsey, I mean, the sky is the limit, and he is cementing himself for a potential NFL Hall of Fame career, especially after a huge day on Sunday breaking Jerry Rice's record. Yeah, and then people could check out the clip on allbearcats.com. We posted a bunch of post-game coverage there of him with Taylor Swift, but most importantly for Bearcats fans, him with Jason Kelsey. The moment they shared after the game was really, really cool to see. Just There's so much hard work. There's so much just equity of all different kinds that goes into these seasons, these 16, 17, less than 21-game total seasons when you end up becoming the Super Bowl champion, even if you have to play a wild-card round. And so for, for that to happen... And just the way that happened and the way they were able to get that on camera, that was really cool to see and a really cool moment for the Kelsey family as Jason seemingly hanging up his cleats. Uh, we're waiting on the official, official retirement announcement from him. But Travis Kelsey continuing on at the age of 34 and still making magic happen alongside him and Patrick Mahomes became the all-time leading touchdown combination last week between quarterback and pass catcher and just became the just most receptions in playoff history to break a Jerry Rice record. That is an unbelievable feat as an NFL pass catcher. We're talking about some other feats, not on the football field, though, on the basketball court as Cincinnati goes into another week in the Big 12, a big week in the Big 12. We're talking to Day Day Thomas all about it coming up on Bearcat Blitz. Now joining us, UC lead guard, Day-Day Thomas. Day-Day, kind enough to give us some time during a bit busy conference schedule. There's two games a week flying around all over the place now. Sometimes a day or two of rest, but we are thankfully getting Day-Day on the horn here and going to touch on his big season and what it's like going through this Big 12 slate over the past six weeks or so, or four weeks or so, getting into the stretch run here. Day-Day, thank you for joining us, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. So, Dede, let's start here. The the Big 12 gauntlet. You guys are, are going through what is honestly your your not that it's not that any slate is easy, any stretch is easy in the Big 12, but technically your easiest stretch where you don't have any quad one games this week when we talk about matchups against West Virginia and uh and and Oklahoma State, right? Yeah, Oklahoma State. Wait, never mind. We there is a Q there is a Q1 game this week. I'm an idiot. Best worst part about the Big 12, Dede? What do you think? The best part? I mean, every game going to be a good game every night. So, I mean, you got to bring it every game. Your heart. I mean, it's the Big 12, one of the best leaving in college basketball. So, just competing in the Big 12 in the best conference. I'm loving it, man. Yeah, Is there a worst part? Say that again. Is there a worst part? Is it just the, the brutal competition every time every time you're out there? Nah, I wouldn't say no worst part about it. Nah. Yeah, so Day Day, talk about this first month. Obviously, uh a gauntlet of a schedule. You have six straight top twenty-five opponents. I'm not sure if you knew this, but that was the most uh ranked top twenty-five opponents dating back to nineteen ninety-four, potentially. Just walk us through what this last month has been like for you and how you've seen your game develop during that six game span. Uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, you know, we played a couple right teams this uh, past month, uh, starting the conference off. Uh, it was pretty fun, you know, going out there and competing every night. Uh, 
I mean, we've been having ups and downs. We was winning and losing, but every game was a dog fight for us, you know. Um, I'm just love. I'm just love playing. You know, we gotta compete every night because every night gonna be a big game for us. So just competing. Day Day, how much pride do you take in your defense? How much is that a key emphasis point for you? And and how much does that kind of open up the rest of your game? Because I've heard so many guys in this roster talk about how the defensive impact that they can have can help make things easier on offense. Uh, nah, I take pride in defense because like I'm one of them guys. I got that dog on the court, so like I don't like when people scoring me at all. So my mono defense is not to let my opponent score me at all times. Like I gotta play hard. I gotta do whatever I gotta do for my man not to score. And you know, I love defense, so I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, how much does that encourage you, Day Day, playing alongside a guy like John Newman, who also takes so much pride in the defensive end? Does it kind of make you want to go back and forth each day and see who can lock up the opposing team's best of, uh, best offensive threat there a little bit? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, when I see John playing hard, I know for sure I got to play hard. So we got to see who's going to get the most deals, who got, who's going to lock up the best uh, opponent on the team. So take pride in all, all the defense. Talking with UC lead guard Day Day Thomas on Bearcat Blitz Cincinnati. Chugging along, chugging along well. You guys are 14 and six so far this season, doing a pretty good job overall and tracking towards an NCAA tournament berth if some things can continue to go right and continue to keep these winning ways cooking. Day Day, a big way that you can yourself help the, the winning ways continue is it's it's finding that that jump shot. You've been solid getting to the rim this year, solid at the free throw line. What do you think's been the biggest hang up for the issue shooting the three ball, just 22% this season and 40, 40% overall from the field? Uh I just feel like I just gotta keep shooting with confidence. It's gonna fall one day. It's gonna everything gonna fall in place with the three ball. I just gotta keep being aggressive and having confidence and just playing my game. Do you ever like when you're hitting these tough stretches as a player, and I'm sure it's happened at some point in your career, does it make you like want to reassess things? And then you got to just tell yourself, pump the brakes. Coaches are saying my form looks good. Nothing's really breaking down on tape. It's just that cylinder is only so big, and there's only so many other shots from deep that can go in. No, I just feel like it's everything be mental. I mean, you got to be, you got to have a great mental mindset. I mean, just play with confidence and keep shooting the ball. My teammates always stand with me, but I stand with confidence and shooting ball, even the coaches. So as long as I know my teammates behind me and I'm going to keep being aggressive, uh, being aggressive, I know I'll be fine. Yeah, so, Dede, you're talking about the confidence there. How big was that for you personally to come back and have the big game versus Baylor? You hit the clutch three versus TCU, lead the team in scoring versus TCU, kind of willed that comeback there a little bit versus the Horn Frogs. Just talk about what that was like for your confidence to build that heading into the final halfway stretch there of Big 12 play. I mean, you got to have confidence to play basketball. I mean, those are my type of games. Like, Big 12 games, these are my type of games. I love, like, close competitive games. So, like, I mean, as long as I go out there playing with confidence, playing hard, doing my part, doing what uh, my role is on the team, I feel like I'll be good. I mean – just got to keep playing with confidence, keeping my head up. A couple more questions here for UC guard Day Day Thomas. Doing very well in his first season in Clifton. 10.9 points per game, 2.5 rebounds, and 3.3 assists. The leading assist man on this Cincinnati roster. Day Day, 
how how difficult is it for you guys as a unit to just kind of go through all these different lineup not lineup changes but just guys in and out of the lineup guys going through sicknesses you guys having to go through that as a team over the past week with with Vic obviously coming down with it the hardest a couple of nights ago uh and having to sit out the game against UCF how much adversity do you feel like this team has faced compared to other teams in your your career uh really um we play hard so we take pride in playing hard and playing hard on defense i mean as long as we keep playing hard keep playing together i mean our rotation i mean nobody worrying about rotation because everybody good on the team everybody know their role and what they need to do so as long as we just playing together and playing hard that's all that matters it's just our effort yeah so day day obviously this is your first season as a bearcat just overall, let's get your impressions on it. You kind of briefly touched on it the other night following the win over TCU about the fan base. Just what's been your initial thoughts of playing in a packed out Fifth Third Arena and seeing 12,000 fans day in and day out? And what does that support mean for you guys? Nah, I definitely love uh, the fans showing support, you know, coming out, packing out at gym every game. I mean, I'm loving that. I ain't had that at JUCO. The gym wasn't packed every night at JUCO. So, I mean, just coming in here and seeing – how the student session be all crowded and loud and how the fans just get loud during the game. I'm loving it. Yeah. What was your initial reaction there for the first home game where you walked out, obviously see a packed out fifth third arena. What was your first experience that you remember of seeing a packed out? What was the thoughts running through your mind? I was just like, man, like dreams come true. Like I always dream to come, you know, play D1 and play in front of uh, a lot of fans like that. So I was like, wow, like it's a lot of people here for like a D1 game. You know, I wasn't used to that coming from Juco. So I was excited, ready to put on the show for the fans. Besides the home environments and the fans, what's been your favorite part about being in Clifton specifically or just in Cincinnati in general in your time here, Danny? Uh, really? See, I don't really do much in Cincinnati. I just be home and I be in a gym here. Uh, so really just... I mean, just seeing the city views, I mean, I still be stuck on that being, you know, in the city of Cincinnati. I never thought I'd be in, in a city like this. So coming from like a little small town, I'd be loving the city views. One more question here for me from uh for Day Day Thomas. I don't know if Neil's got one more and then we can wrap it up. But is there a is there a story that's happened so far this season? I wanted to wait to ask this till about a little bit past the midway point so we could let the let the funny stories percolate a little in the locker room. Is there anything that you any story come to mind that you could tell us that that that, that brought a chuckle to the team or a, a TV appropriate story we should say? But anything come to mind that's happened from a road trip this year or in the locker room or anything that audience might find enjoyable? Oh, a story. Uh, I mean, recent John catching that body the other night against UCF. I mean, we was yeah, how'd like, that go in the how'd that go in the days after in the line? Man, we was like, whoa, he shocked everybody. Ain't nobody expect John to just go ahead and go ahead and dunk on him like that. So we was shocked. <laughs> we was all lit in the locker room, excited for him, man. So is that clip on on replay a lot with the team oh, yeah. the past few days? Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome, Day Day. I got two quick ones for you. This is something we ask everyone we have on the show as a player. What is your favorite pair of Jordan sneakers now that Cincinnati made that transition back to Jordan? What is your personal favorite Jordan sneaker? Sneaker? Uh, I say Jordan 11s. Yeah, I say Jordan 11s or Jordan 4s. Why do those stand out? 
Uh, I always love Elevens. I always every pair of Elevens that come out, I always try to get them. So okay. one of the Elevens always been one of my favorites. Now my final question for you is: I need you to rate Coach Miller's shoe game. <laughs> nah, Coach, you coming out with some fire, man. He always asks for uh for the pregame time. Is my shoes on fire? You like them? Oh, he does. He asked you guys for like the the rating before, like before you guys go out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> See, he's thrown off some heat this year that not many people have seen, so had to ask you. Oh, yeah. Nah, he definitely got some heat. He definitely got some every night. Shout too. out uh, shout out Reagan Yoakum of uh, Bearcat Journal. She she gets some great close-up shots of, of Wes Miller's shoes very <laughs> at the home games, that's for sure. Day-Day Thomas, everybody. Day-Day, thank you so much for the time, man. Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck uh, with your guys' pursuit of an NCAA tournament berth and obviously pursuing – a, uh, a Big 12 title and all facets as well still. Still alive and all that. So good luck the rest of the season, Day-Day. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, John. All right. Awesome stuff from Day-Day Thomas as we get into another quick break here on Bearcat Blitz, a Bearcat Blitz week where Tyson Veit, former Iowa State linebackers coach, now UC defensive coordinator, was introduced to the media. Neil was there. I was at the station, unfortunately tied up. But that's why you got both of us here on Bearcat Blitz. My co-host going to give us the full report from Tyson Vice press conference, what we might expect to see from his defense scheme-wise in 2024 and more after this on Bearcat Blitz. Bearcat Blitz rolling into... Our last segments on the show. Thank you all for checking us out on Valley Sports Ohio, if that's what you're choosing the medium to peruse right now. Also on YouTube, Talking Couch with Russ Heltman, and on all the podcast feeds, wherever you get your podcasts. Neil, Tyson Vite coming from the top defense in terms of yards per play among all Big 12 teams in 2023 to the worst defense in yards per play the Cincinnati Bearcats. Your first off overarching opening thoughts from Tyson Bite. I got to see most of the press conference before we started this podcast. I was impressed, honestly. I think he said and answered the kind of questions you wanted to answer initially, while leaving the door open for versatility, checking the roster, evaluating the roster, and other facets. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I thought everything he had to say in his introductory press conference earlier today was fantastic. And as you mentioned, I mean, he's coming from Iowa State, who was fantastic over the last few years in terms of their defense and what they were able to accomplish. I mean, they held UC just to 10 points and Scott Satterfield even re uh, collected on how that game went this past season. If I remember right, Iowa State held Cincinnati under 200 yards in that matchup as well. So I think they held you, Jones under 100 passing yards, too, like 96 yards mm -hmm. passing. Yep. And what they were able to do as a defensive unit over the last few years has been impressive. I mean, he was at Iowa State for eight seasons. Scott Satterfield even mentioned, like, over that span, that Iowa State might have had the best defense in that time span, and it was led by a guy in Tyson Vite. So, overall, I mean, I think there's a lot of positives to take away. I mean, he still obviously just got the Cincinnati maybe 72 hours ago, roughly, but you still don't know what kind of scheme he's going to play. I mean, obviously at Iowa State, he played the 3-3-5. So it's kind of interesting to see what will transpire here in Cincinnati. Obviously, 
it was asked today, but he still has to learn his guys, learn his personnel. But for a guy who has had a lot of success at the linebacker position, he has to be happy with what the Bearcats have at that linebacker room. I mean, look down, you see Dorian Jones returning for his fifth year, Jack Dingle returning, the emergence of Jonathan Thompson from a season ago. I mean, you lose Deshaun Pace to UCF, but that's still a linebacker room that is returning most of its production from a season ago, which could be the the heart and soul of this Bearcats defense heading into this season after a lot of turnover during this offseason. What will that number look like in front of that scheme definition? That is the big question, Neil. I think it's going to stay at 335. I really do. I mean, the 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 depth I think is there. They've added enough guys in the secondary. You and I mentioned how of the 17 transfer additions, five of them were in the secondary. Two of them were safeties, I think, two or three, and either two safeties and three corners or the or the opposite in that combination. So I think they're going to end up having the depth to do it. I think they're going to have the marquee player in the middle to do it in terms of that bruising nose tackle. You need to have set the point of attack, set the just the definition of violence in the middle of that 3-3-5 defense with Dante Corleone. And we got a quick snippet here. I've got a trans transcribed what Byte said about that question specifically. I think it was Chad Brendel of Bearcat Journal asked him what defense he anticipates having and said, quote, that specific defense 3-3-5 that you mentioned is what we've done for several years in this conference. So is that a structure I'm familiar with? Absolutely. Do we need to find out what our depth looks like at all the positions, the front, the linebackers, all those things? We do. That would be the most important thing to me rather than saying, hey, this is exactly what we're going to do on defense just because that's what I've done the last several years. That would be unfair to the current roster. We've got to figure out through the spring, so on and so forth. I won't give the entire quote. You can find it at allbearcats.com, full article on what the scheme might look like and what his philosophy is for this defense. But that's kind of just... All you could do right now, Neil, is say the right things. And Scott Satterfield, Tyson Bite, they said the right things in that press conference. You never, ever, ever in today's day and age of football, 2024, want to hear a coach say, this is what we're going to do no matter what. You never want to hear that. You want to hear flexibility. You want to hear adaptability. And that's exactly what we heard from Tyson Bite. We'll see if that's what ends up actually happening. This fall, a lot to parse through, a lot to get to over the next couple months. We'll have you covered as spring football gets rolling in due time on Bear Caplets. For Neil Meyer, I'm Russ Heltman. Thank you to Day-Day Thomas and UC Athletics for making him available during this week's show. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we are presented by Bet Online. Enjoy the rest of the programming on Bally Sports Ohio and more. Seconds left, shot clock off, four point game. Did Julius put up a three? You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.